0: Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X Grown-Up, and I support Gen X Grown-Up on Patreon, and you should too, at Patreon.com slash Gen X Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listeners, to this Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown-Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? The Backtrack is, of course, the episode where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth growing up as Generation Xers and dig in deep on it. In this edition, we're going to talk about the ads in the back of old comic books. But before we get to that, it's time for some fourth listener email. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know that's what we were waiting for. I'm sure you all remember very well, not too many backtracks ago, we talked about the movie-going experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One. And we must have touched a nerve because we got a lot of fourth listener email talking about the movie-going experience. Really? We did. The first one is from fourth listener Rick, and Rick said, just a quick note on two things. One, I went to see Star Wars in the theater 88 times. Oh, no oh, way. Shit, you beat me. I'm not <laughs> believing that.
1: 88 <laughs> times? Yeah. I don't were think that's possible. It like, wouldn't you be, I, like, a I, Hundred years you. old?
0: No <laughs> way. I believe you. He says, I'm sure that's no record, but just a memory that you dragged up. Also, to let you know on the reserved seating, the handicap seating is usually held in reserve if you need it and have to go to the ticket window to get it. Just something I've discovered in my new capacity in life. You'll remember that Rick thanked us for helping him through his physical therapy oh, as he recently right. started using a wheelchair. Same listener. Yep. Okay, well, I'll believe that listener then. Oh, so now you believe okay. Rick. Now okay. I believe him because I like that listener. He says, Thanks for the laughs, <laughs> and smiles, Rick. So 88 times. Jesus. Wow. I don't know about That's uh. crazy. And then we got another fourth listener email from someone we all know and love, Chad. Chad wrote in. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. He said, So you guys were talking about how you had to call for movie times. That just made me think of one of my favorite moments from Seinfeld when oh. Kramer tried to be the <laughs> movie phone thing. Yep. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to. To movie phone <laughs> using your touch tone keypad please enter the first three letters of the movie title now <laughs> you've selected agent zero <laughs> if that's correct press one what uh, you've selected brown eyed girl <laughs> if this is correct press one <laughs> why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you selected? <laughs> That's when his phone number got mixed up. If you would like off color racist jokes, press four. Ooh, a Kramer joke. Nice. Well done. (laughs) So thanks, Chad, for writing in, and we have not one, not two, but a third, fourth listener. This is really wow. unprecedented. fourth here. listener.
1: What are don't, we multiples don't, don't of do the twelve math. now? What the hell? Don't I overthink can't do it.
0: the math on this. It's, nope. Don't overthink it. It's all right. <laughs> this is from a new fourth listener we've never heard from before. This is from Jake, and Jake writes in to say, "Hey guys, I discovered your podcast through Laser Time, and make it a point to listen to every single backtrack you do." Oh, oh cool. Nice. nice. Thank you. Recently, you did an episode on movie theaters. What struck me was the mention of the. Human buckets of popcorn. And here's why. Okay. My wife and I have the pretty much weekly routine of stopping by our theater to get popcorn and take it home. What? Wait, they, that's their grocery
1: store for popcorn is a movie theater? That's what Jake said. I'm not, I'm not wow. calling shenanigans yet. I know people that
0: for some reason just love movie theater popcorn. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just an is thing, you know? So he has a life hack coming up, so stay tuned. He says, way before Uh-oh. she met me, she had started doing this and would get the large popcorn. It would last her and her kids a few days. On the occasions she and I actually go to a movie, we'll get the large popcorn and large soda to share. And as we leave the theater, we dump out the old popcorn mm-hmm. and get a fresh refill to take home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do the same thing. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I never thought of that. I'm taking me every either. dime out of that place I can. <laughs> yeah, yep, you're doing it. Because uh, you're getting an extra 15
0: cents worth of popcorn. But, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but by God, you get it. Yeah, that's right. You do get it. <laughs> he says, don't worry. The large popcorn buckets do have lids. So transportation is not a problem. Really? Oh, no, I
1: haven't ever asked for a lid. I, okay. Apparently, oh, There yeah. you go. There's something Yep.
0: Yeah. The popcorn will last the two of us and the two
1: kids two or three days. So okay. there's a way to take advantage of the free that's refill. That's not right. Two or three days? It lasts me like two or three minutes. That's not. <laughs> it
0: sounds like uh, maybe your wife and kids, they consume popcorn at a different rate than Jake's. Uh, apparently,
1: so. yeah. We just have like the Hoover mode setting on our mouths for popcorn. We've... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh he says thanks for what you do gentlemen be well jake
1: cool nice to have a new writer in fourth listener like 12th listener i don't know what multiple we're up to it they're, they're all four they're all four just another fourth don't listener. let your
0: brain hurt it's all right <laughs> yeah don't work too hard <laughs> yes we absolutely appreciate every time someone takes the time to write in we love all of our fourth listeners and thank you rick and chad and jake for writing in and with that it is time to dig into this backtrack on the ads in the backs of old comic books right after this If you're looking for adventure this summer, escape with Marvel Comics. Fight crime with Spider-Man, meet the Fantastic Four, and watch Captain America in action. And with Marvel Comics, you're never alone because they can go with you in the car or to the park, even on a rainy day. Marvel Comics are your ticket to fun and adventure this summer. Somehow, the comic book expert in our group, George, <laughs> tricked us
1: into talking about comic books
0: on the Gen X Grown Up Show.
1: And just for everybody's knowledge, it wasn't that difficult to trick them. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's well, fair. It wasn't it that us. tough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Free Comic Book Day is an annual thing that is coming up very shortly. Yes, it is, May the 4th. Be with and you. we try to make our backtrack somewhat timely. We knew that was coming up. And we're like, well, we have a dedicated comic book show drawn and paneled. They're going to cover everything there is to cover about Free Comic Book Day and what's going on with that. And I said, but wait a minute, what about the nostalgic aspect? What's something that's missing today that used to be in comic books that is gone? And George was first to say, what about all those fantastic old ads? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Pages upon pages. We're going to talk about the kind of things that they are, but today they're kind of just ads for other comic books. But back then it was looking for a specific market of kids like us who had a spare nickel that they could dump either yeah. way.
1: Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> an Extra stamp on that self addressed stamped envelope that you would have to send in. <laughs> People are like, What's our stance? <laughs> in order to get whatever it was you were trying to get. Yeah. I think it would be helpful to know that there were different groupings of ads, different types. Yeah. There weren't always the same ads in every single comic book, but a lot of them were similar throughout the different comic books, but they were definitely in different groups. One of my favorite groups, and this was the one that I probably pestered my parents the most for, were what I call the sendaways. You mm-hmm. would oh, yeah. give yourself a self-addressed stamped envelope stuff it inside another envelope which was always a trick and (laughs) if you could talk your parents into giving you a dollar or 50 cents or whatever it was and writing a check maybe if they required that send a
0: check for one dollar and 13 cents yeah
1: (laughs) you would send off for these crazy (laughs) items that the ads always made seem way better than they actually (laughs) were it's totally real and plausible it's a genuine (laughs) thing believe us kids oh yeah so if i talk about comic book ads from the 60s, 70s, 80s, what's probably one of the first ones that either of you guys think of? X-ray specs. Yeah. X-ray, yeah, X-ray specs. Yeah. X-ray specs, exactly, yep. right? I mean, that's one of the top ones. X-ray specs were these cool little glasses that the ad made it look like you could look through a person's hand and see their bones. Every now and then, you get the risque ad of like a woman with a dress and the guy with the Ayuga eyes looking at her <laughs> or something <laughs> like that, right? Oh, Is that okay? yeah, yeah. <laughs> eyes? I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly what you're talking
0: about, but... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) These were usually a dollar. That's how much they would cost in the 60s, 70s era. And you would send a self-addressed stamped envelope to whoever had them. But believe it or not, there's actually a patent on these X-ray specs. Really? <laughs> there's
0: going to be a recurring theme with these sendaways. In the ad, it looked like some hypnotic Ray Bands. What you ended sure, up getting yeah. <laughs> was some
1: cardboard. Right. Right. Well, it was. So what it is is it's it's labeled. If you read the fine print of the ad, it's labeled as an optical illusion. So that's your first clue right there that they're not real X-ray specs. Right. Right. But it's two pieces of cardboard cardboard, believe it or not, with a feather in between them mm-hmm. and a little pinhole Right, yeah, in a little pinhole, and so that feather and the pinhole with the two piece of cardboard, it gives the effect of shifting your vision, so when you're looking through those, it's kind of like what they do with three d glasses, right the old red and blue ones, you know, where one eye's looking through red, one eye's looking through blue, so yeah. the images on the screen are colorized that way and slightly off centered so your eyes see two different things, and that's what's happening with these x ray specs. It's the same kind of thing, but it would give the illusion of transparency. Through a physical object, a solid physical object, and where they
0: overlapped, it was almost like you could see the bone, but really it was just some solidity in the middle
1: of the visual spectrums of the fingers. It was a big fake
0: out, yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to, as we talk about any of these, we're going to have to quickly say, anybody buy any? Back when you were a kid, I never got specs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I've still got mine.
0: Here's something. Actually, I didn't buy it. My brother did. So I'm going to blame him. Okay. He bought
1: sea monkeys. I bought sea monkeys monkeys too. (laughs) Yes. I absolutely bought sea monkeys. Are you kidding me? Sea monkey. How many times did I buy sea monkeys? I must have bought those like 20 different times.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the advertising for that though. Looking at the (laughs) advertisement. It is very, very misleading. You're going to grow your own society.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like a, what was that, that love and robots series that we just watched and they had the little society society in the icebox, that's how I felt sea monkeys were going to be, but in a bowl of water. There's going to be social interaction, there's going to be... They're going to build castles. Well, yeah, there's the the king and the queen, and he's holding a scepter.
0: Right. And and, and they're riding seahorses, for God's sake. Yeah, they were riding seahorses, right?
1: And no matter how many packets you bought, not one single seahorse ever came in any of the sea monkey packets. There were no seahorses. No. So essentially, they were just shrimp, right? There's little shrimp. Baby krill shrimp yep. things, yeah. and that's all they were. They were cute. They were fun. They would dance around in the water, and they would be playful. So if you no, they're
0: not playful. They're just swimming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're not playful. That's that's a reach. If you got over your disappointment of what the ad tried to yeah, sell, they're you. just
0: swimming and eating and trying to survive. Right. That's all they're doing.
1: Yeah, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a ripoff. The biggest no, problem sure. I had with sea monkeys was you're supposed to like use distilled water, and then you treat the water, mm-hmm. and then they're like, now you have to wait like two days for the water to be ready. That's right. the longest two days on the history of Earth. Oh yeah, the yeah, water's like ten-year-old child. I you're have not, the sea you're monkey. seed. Oh, I'm dying. not waiting.
1: Yep. <laughs> I need my society to start now.
0: So most of the time when the sea monkeys failed, I'm sure it's because I put the krill shrimp in when it was still like being bleached or something. Like oh so my right. god, just- you destroyed the entire civilization. <laughs> End of life as we know it. Uh, I did not have patience as a kid. I don't think any kid does. So what about the Frontier Cabin? Does anybody remember this one? Yeah. I mean, I live in an apartment, so that was always like... Inconceivable to buy it. So, you never got one? No, never got one. You never bought a Frontier
1: cabin? (laughs) Where where would you put it? (laughs) Well, so of course, uh, advertising being better than the actual product, what it turned out to be was just this plastic sheet that had printed log images (laughs) on it that you would drape (laughs) over a table or pop up with two chairs and it would be your fort. That's what these Frontier cabins were. And I always laughed because they talk about big enough for two or three kids. Yeah, if you were mid. <laughs> There's no way that two or three normal sized 10-year-old kids were gonna fit in this little thing. I mean, it was it's like ridiculous. cars were
0: like, oh, we have you know, we seat five. Like, okay, if three people don't have legs, yeah, you can seat five.
1: <laughs> and I remember too, with this ad, this was one of the first ads that had the buy one, get a whole bunch more for a cheaper price kind of things that I was just totally blown away by. Cause one of them cost a dollar. But if you bought five of them, you got it for four dollars. That's a buy. So it means each <laughs> one is only a quarter or a dollar. It was like 75 cents or something like it. It was ridiculous. Price. Why do you need five frontier cabin sheets? I know. Understand? Well, <laughs> if you had a lot of kids, I guess you were building a little log cabin town, maybe or I'm something. making a whole
0: village of log cabins <laughs> in my dining room, throw it over a table. So it turns
1: out, Mo, you could have done
0: the frontier cabin. You didn't I know. Did was just if, I, t- if I only would have known because <laughs> you look at the picture, you think you're getting logs.
1: No. Yeah. Or at least like maybe Lincoln logs that you would build a miniature yeah, exactly. one out of or I mean, something. That's why right? I, I, th- I, I always
0: imagine that they were just giant Lincoln Logs that was in my imagination. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. When you were a kid, giant Lincoln logs that I can stick together and make that my That sounds own great. I'll never have to listen to my parents again. I'll have my own place. <laughs> Do you remember the
0: one that said, you can learn to throw your voice with oh this new God. gadget?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The ventriloquist device, right? Does anybody know what that little device was called? Mm, I have no idea. No. So professional ventriloquists actually use this device and it's called a swazzle. Seriously? Yep. So this is like a real thing. Yeah, it's like a tiny modified kazoo that you can fit in your cheek. So what the hell does it do? Yeah, why, why do I? Was I like, yeah, how does this get you to throwing your voice? Well, it does. I don't think it really gets you to throwing your voice, but it changes the pitch and tone of your voice, so it's oh. like a higher frequency.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So, apparently, one of the more famous ones, the puppeteer who worked for Punch on the Punch and Judy show, right, used a swazzle for that voice.
0: Hmm. Huh. So, they were selling Punch and Judy swazzles. Said it was going to, going to make you a ventriloquist. Right. In reality, it was a ventriloquist tool.
1: Exactly, and it it wasn't going to make your voice project on the other side of the room or out of somebody else or anything like that. It was just it was just a device that ventriloquists used to change the tone of their voice a little bit. Okay, I I see a trend of lying to children. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you think it's kind of like a little scamish, you know. It's It's not just a little bit. It's a lot (laughs) scammish. It was
0: very scammish. (laughs) Very scammish.
1: What about the strength training devices? Any of you guys were 98 pound weaklings who were getting sand kicked in their face? This always
0: starts, yes, always starts with the (laughs) the guy with his girl and the big muscle bound guy kicks sand in his face. The beast. Right. (laughs) Thing to do with people. Was that like in the 60s and 70s? Did you like show your masculinity by kicking sand in somebody else's face or something?
1: Well, you got to think that most of the guys who were putting together these comic books were in their 40s and 50s. So they grew up in the 30s, 40s, and 50s when that was like a thing, I guess going to the, they were hanging out the malt shop and right. (laughs) Hey, you knucklehead. Exactly. <laughs> I always wanted one of these things, never got one.
0: So I thought those were pretty much sending you like a pamphlet on how to work out, right? Was that yeah, selling a that device was. or was that was selling an like instructions?
1: plan? Well, so some yeah. of them were selling the pamphlet that would teach you exercises, but some of them were actually selling those tensioners, the things that you would grab with both hands and stretch across your chest, the big metal you oh, know, jam- springs oh, between oh, them. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. The big spring things. Yep,
1: yep. So it just depended on which ad you saw and how much it was costing. If it was like the or twenty five. that was the pamphlet. If it was like $10, that was the strength training device.
0: But you got some bed springs with two handles. Exactly, so you can, yeah. <laughs> now, you can't kick sand at me. I have a bed spring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I always thought was funny. It was like how the selling point was, oh, this guy who kicked sand in your face? do this workout and you can beat the shit out of him. Then you kick You're his right. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray!
1: Yay! Take my money. Hey, hey, Spider-Man says be good to everybody.
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> what about learning to draw? Did you guys ever take the learning to draw test and send it in to see if you could become a comic book artist? Oh, geez. Draw Timmy.
0: Like the little, right. like the profile of the, the turtle. Exactly. I absolutely 100% remember drawing the turtle and sending it in.
1: Did you really?
0: Never heard a peep. Never heard I did a pretty air. good job, I thought. I didn't trace it. Wow, that must have been bad because I thought they replied to everybody.
1: (laughs) They replied to everybody just but not (laughs) (laughs) John. It was
0: only me. (laughs) This stupid kid. Look at that crappy turtle. (laughs) From that country town in Florida.
1: We're never going to get anything out of him. We're not wasting this self-addressed stamped envelope on him. So
0: what was the pitch? I mean, they clearly were not recruiting for their drawing school. It was to sell drawing lessons, I think.
1: Exactly. Oh, is that what it was? They would sell you different versions. Like sometimes they would sell you the book, right? Or sometimes they would, if you were in a big place like Mo lived in New York, maybe there might be a a local place that you could go and learn to draw through this ad. It just depended on... where you were and which ad it was that you picked but it was one of those two things usually here's a book that will teach you more about how to draw give us 10 more dollars or ah. hey we have a class just down the street from you here in New York City come to it give us $100 and we'll teach you to become an artist but you were never going to be working for Marvel or DC out of this well, thing. see if, if they had replied to me I would have known but they never responded so I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> you likely to have taken a whole other path. Like, we're not wasting a book on this guy.
0: He <laughs> ain't worth a pamphlet. So okay here's one that I distinctly remember getting in doing as a kid. Do you remember the shrunken heads? Vincent Price would average, like his Face was I kind to
1: remember those, but I never got one. They were selling shrunken heads? No, they
0: were selling a- basically a kit that you take an apple and you carve it. No and way. It sort of- <laughs> really? Send us yeah. $5, we'll send you an apple. No, no, you got to get your own apple. <laughs> you got to get no, your own apple. No, no. <laughs> it's Apple instructions. They gave you hair and stuff to put on the, the apple afterwards. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So you sent off for a shrunken head and what I get is an Apple instruction book and hair? <laughs> and, and other accessories that go on the and apple. But other, yeah. what is it? it was Mr. Applehead. It like was the <laughs> and and then you carve the apple as stupid as it sounds. We actually did it. Of course, That's my kind of mom crazy. was like, freaking I out kind because of want to do an apple.
1: I know. Right. Because <laughs> I guess is the maybe once the apple got to a certain amount of ripeness or rottenness or something, it would kind of look dark, maybe like a shrunken <laughs> head. So I kind of want to
0: try it. You know, if you leave an apple, it turns brown. Right. Exactly. That's it's what you peel the apple. You carve it into a head. You put the hair and stuff on it. <sighs> And then it just sort of decays. Was there, was there anything it in the any instructions like that once it got
1: to a certain decayed state, it would teach you how to preserve it so you could keep it, like pouring glue over it or something? Or Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I
0: remember there was something <laughs> just, about dipping it in some liquid, too, but I don't remember. guys. <laughs>
1: Caramel sauce. That's what it was. <laughs> I put a stick on the bottom. Happy Halloween!
0: Was, Watch out for the hair. Silly, and now you can like be a cannibal along with your
1: shrunken head.
0: Yeah. And then uh, what was the other ones they did? Oh, the submarine. Did you guys ever do that one? The baking the, the soda
1: cardboard box submarine, right? No, no, the baking soda submarine. Oh, the yeah. baking soda one. Okay, that's a different one. I remember the cardboard box that they would send you, and it was in the vague shape. You would have to assemble it. It was a submarine. It was like $6. You weren't putting that in water because it was oh, made of oh, cardboard. the thing you could sit
0: in, right? Yeah. Oh. oh, no, no. This was science. The baking yeah. soda submarine was awesome. I remember I had one of these. I don't remember if I got it out of a box of cereal or I ordered it from the back of a comic book. But it was basically you packed it with baking soda and you take it with you in the sink or in the bathtub or the pool or whatever. And... It, through whatever magic of technology and science it would dive a little bit and get to a certain point it would come back up it just kind of it and was it like a again. yeah a very subtle like drinking bird but underwater it just would yeah. move up and down on its own through I don't know, baking soda mixing with the water i don't know but
1: yep totally had one <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember this george no i didn't have that one no i just had the cardboard box one i, I want a new one let's find right? out if you still make them <laughs> <laughs> you can get baking soda now unfortunately you're not going to find them in the back of comic books anymore but no, no. But this- Sure, they're it out actually there on worked. eBay or something yeah
0: yeah it actually works so this is actually worth your dollar or whatever it was <laughs> I bet you I could find a 3d print file for this do oh, it oh do point yeah I bet you
1: I can I'm gonna look for that after this can you 3d print the baking soda or what I have to do <laughs> I guess it depends on what kind of monofilament thread you're using for <laughs> did they make
0: that <laughs> one thing that I always wanted to buy but never get my parents to cough up the money was for that crate of army men <laughs> oh yeah
1: yep you know what always my parents from letting me buy that one was the fact that there were the little small packages at the grocery store when we would go on trips so they you can were get like them I'll just get you yeah. the package of army men you don't need to send off for a big crate no you don't well, understand you don't get a hundred of it's them.
0: a thousand of them <laughs> it's a bajillion of them it yeah. made it look like you were going to get a footlocker yeah full of exactly. army Men. Yeah.
1: like it was like an army footlocker in the ad right it did yeah it did a hundred army men though probably takes up less than
0: a shoebox so I imagine what you ended up if you ever ordered it would just yeah, be a little box
1: Like, even the little pouches at the grocery store, that was like 25 or 50 of them. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you knew (laughs) it was the ad made it look way bigger and more plentiful than it really was. Lying to children again. (laughs) (laughs) Had they no shame? No. Nope. I I don't think they did.
0: As long as the dollars kept coming in, we're going to keep on lying to children. It works. Yep. We found a business model.
1: Live sea monkeys. Fill your tank with water. Add your eggs, feed your sea monkeys, and watch them grow, wiggle, and play. The amazing live instant pets. Sea monkeys, out now from Moose
0: some of the ads weren't just purely selling me crap that (laughs) don't get me wrong I like I like I like buying the crap it's okay and I did but some of them were they were at least masquerading as educational the ones that Mm. were trying to like hook you on a a sales job or a trade school or something trying to get you to work for them again let's take advantage of children
1: (laughs) yep free slave labor earn money perfect business model it's working yep (laughs) yeah I mean some of the fun ones were the more interesting ones were geared toward adults which I found kind of odd as a child reading comic book i'm like what adult is reading this wanting this job but things like the locksmith institute there's no kid out there who wants to become a locksmith say so if you're an adult and reading a comic book in the 70s you probably needed a job well good point yeah <laughs> but i always like those ads because it was you could tell it was definitely these were mostly in the 60s and 70s and it was when people were trying to move away from the industrial jobs the factory assembly line kind of norma ray era sure. stuff because yeah. that was the ad it was like wow i just saw you yesterday." yesterday." Yesterday, John, and you were just a work hand on the assembly line like me. Why, how do you have this brand new car? I joined the Locksmith Institute and they taught me how to pick locks. <laughs> and I stole this car. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was like a little mini comic book in the ad, right? Because it was different panels and it was set up like a newspaper comic strip almost. But right. it telling story so of how good your life's going to be if you learn this trade. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And one that I never understood what the job was, was international correspondence schools. What the hell was that about? Like, were you just writing letters for people and then they were taking them and sending them off to foreign countries? I didn't know what that was for. You can major in veterinary medicine, TV and VCR
0: repair. <laughs> we have a myriad of things that you can correspond and get your right? degree in. I think the correspondence schools, that you kind of had to send off to find out what you could send off to learn. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It was like drawing Timmy. Like You had to first they'd get you on the hook to know you wanted to do correspondence school, and then they send you the hard sell.
1: Yeah, I guess. So it was you would send off and they would send you a list of courses maybe of different things you could do i guess here's our here's our catalog
0: of of schools that you can attend that you learned (laughs) about in the back of spider-man enjoy so how about
1: the creepiest (laughs) one of all the universal schools accident investigation program track what (laughs) yeah (laughs) so there's some ads that i've found through online research where you could send off to become an accident investigator (laughs) you're like CSI like look, I don't know that's what I was like I don't think you were doing it for a police organization or anything maybe insurance agencies would hire these people I don't know but accident again,
0: investigation
1: definitely not for the target audience of people <laughs> reading comic books this was not a kid's thing
0: you're like Batman want to investigate accidents you can be <laughs> yeah. a detective too <laughs> I gotta say that's one I'd never heard of I can't believe <laughs> yeah I
1: had to read it twice
0: I wasn't sure I
1: was
0: like surely this is not real, but I went, you know, it was a real ad. I read it twice and I'm still dubious. (laughs) Now, one that I definitely not only saw, but I will quickly attest that I participated in were sales clubs. No, oh. did you really? Yeah. You were that kid that I hated. Sell comic <laughs> books or sell magazines or the one that I did was Olympic Sales Club and I mm. was selling greeting cards door to
1: door. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was like, we'll give you points for prizes. Yeah. Or we'll give you a dollar if you sell this or something. I don't think anybody ever got any money. They always just got points for prizes, I'm sure. Did
0: they always have
1: pictures of the kids? That was at the awesome top?
0: because the ad was the catalog of all the prizes you mm-hmm. could earn. It was a hundred yeah. different things, you know, and it was yeah. this BMX bike and this bag. Basketball, this game console. You can get a a television. Yeah. Then you look and it's like with only 43 quintillion points, you can get this, this paper airplane. (laughs) But did they always have like pictures of like kids at the top who like, Oh, I just bought a blah, blah, blah. You know, I bought a Ferrari. I'm selling
1: grit magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody have a particular prize they wanted to do it for? I know which prize I wanted.
0: Oh, geez. Let me think about it. Yeah. So I, I definitely joined Olympic sales club because you were able to get Atari cartridges. They were in the list.
1: Oh, okay. And so I already had an
0: Atari. Right. And they had a lot of new cartridges you could get. And I remember specifically that ColecoVision had Donkey Kong, but they were releasing Donkey Kong for the 2600 and it was in the list. And that's actually what made me send off to join the Olympic sales club.
1: (laughs) You wanted a Donkey Kong cartridge.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so I went door to door. I sold greeting cards. I don't know how many greeting cards I sold. I (laughs) I did several rounds of orders that you would do. And the thing was, they didn't direct deliver. You had to sell them to somebody. And then you collected the money, which somebody had to trust this dumb kid to take their money. Then you sent the money to them. Then they sent you the greeting cards. Then you had to go
1: deliver them. Oh, wow. So you were their sales and distribution network.
0: Yes. Yep. I did it. I think I did like three rounds of this. I sold and delivered and sold and delivered and sold and delivered. And I didn't have enough to get a fucking pencil. I mean, there was barely (laughs) any any points. It just didn't deliver. And so it was was kind of a wash. You thought it was going to be big. And it wasn't, but
1: I always wanted the BMX bike. That was the well, one. Of course, I wanted. you did. That That's was the top you know, of everybody. That was the wanted. biggest prize yeah. up there. That was the best one. I know some of the ads, depending upon which one you saw, some of them had a big wheel in it. If you were a little bit younger, that might have been yeah. the thing you wanted. But the BMX bike, when I was first seeing those, I was like six or seven years old. Didn't have a BMX bike yet. And for those who didn't grow up in the seventies, there was nothing bigger in the world of bike riding than BMX. That was the thing. Every kid that I knew wanted to be a BMX rider, right up and down the hills, the dirt tracks. It was like you were one of the motorcycle motocross guys. Evil Knievel was a big thing right then. I wanted that BMX bike so bad. No, never got one. <laughs> well, you wanted
0: it. Did you ever pull the trigger and start selling something? No, because I nope. was <laughs> unfortunately well, I was
1: it kind of hard. <laughs> I was doing so many extracurricular activities at that age, you know, playing baseball and other sports. And then when I hit 10, my father put me to work in the grocery store. So, so my Olympic Sales Club career was over before it began.
0: Oh, uh, so sad. One <laughs> thing that, again, my brothers decided was a good idea is uh, selling. They had the thing we could sell seeds, packets seeds? of seeds, yeah, what, like packets like, of flowers and stuff, flower seeds and fruit seeds and stuff. Yeah, green yeah. beans and carrots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Because <laughs> they're, they're non perishable, right? So I you could ship them the yeah, mail easily. But, I mean, how do you talk a kid into wanting to sell seeds? Well, offer prizes. Think of where we lived. My brothers
0: were not obviously thinking this through because right, we live right. in New right. downtown New <laughs> York. It's not like has gardens there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even you know what happened to the seeds. I think they are in the junk drawer in the kitchen forever. <laughs> the great thing about selling seeds door-to-door is people can't get seeds anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seeds, come on. It's not like they sell them at the store
1: everywhere you go, it's the convenience. But the seeds are right here, just buy them. You don't have to go out to the country, you can buy them right here in New York City from me today. Give me your wallet now. The genius thing would have been if you're
0: also selling little flower pots. Oh, that would have been smart,
1: right? You go,
0: We're selling seeds. Well, yeah, we live in the city. Aha, look what I have in my backpack. Let me Uh sell (laughs) it. Now, who wants seeds? (laughs) (laughs) I, I really I would love to know how much money these companies made.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, I did try to look for that. There's no, like, metrics well, out there. None of these yeah, companies problem. ever reported earnings or anything like that. I'm sure they all and, fled the country immediately. But. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> For the ones None that of them are going to admit the
0: millions of dollars they made on the backs of slave labor. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the whole thing was run out of, like, this office with, like, one room. The guy's like, yeah, because, you know, it's not like we're actually going to have to buy you this crap. <laughs> we have an army of children trying to sell seeds in downtown Manhattan. <laughs> genius! <Yeah. laughs> oh, genius! <laughs> i <laughs> so much opportunity in the workplace today if you have the right skills. Choose from any one of these programs. High school, TVVCR repair, computer programming, electrician, animal care specialist, auto mechanics, PC repair, bookkeeping, legal assistant, medical office assistant, hotel restaurant management, learning the personal computer, electronics, or get your degree. You can major in business management or accounting. With all the ads that we've been talking about, one of the ones that we've seen is just like just the pure just an ad, right? Not for something. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to sell you something right there. Not trying to sell me. Yeah. Yeah, promotion trying to get you to go to the store and buy this because every kid has this apparently yeah and you're a loser if you don't
1: well that was pretty much every ad of the 70s and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the number one for me was breakfast cereal there was always breakfast cereal ads oh, in there. Yeah. breakfast cereal mm-hmm. was targeted at kids anyway yep you get your ad for lucky charms and see oh what's the new marshmallow let's see yep <laughs> and
1: it was they were always real colorful ads depending upon which ad you saw it was either just the one full page ad of lucky charm strip big box or sometimes it was the strip and it told a little story. Ah, those and those were cool. the best yes, ones, right? I know, yeah. You'd yeah. have the little Lucky Charms, you know, the little leprechaun. He would be going around, or the rabbit, you know, from tricks. I <laughs> love those things; they were awesome. Well,
0: it's like I'm reading a comic book, and then I see like the ad is a comic strip. I'm like, it was they so get meta. Me. It was meta people, before meta was brand. meta. <laughs> yep.
1: I always enjoyed the ones for the Saturday morning cartoons because they would tell you what cartoons a lot of times were coming up that season, and if you missed the commercials, what was new during appointment yeah. TV era, you missed the commercial, right? Most commercial Commercials back then were for the adult oriented programs, you know, like Dallas and Who Shot JR. But Saturday Morning Cartoons didn't get a ton of ads that I ever got to see. But I did get to see them in my comic books. And I could go back and look and say, OK, on Saturdays at 9 a.m., Scooby-Doo is going to be on ABC. That's right. It's like a little catalog of like, mm-hmm. "Ooh, what's coming up this season? Oh, what's this Mr. Magoo
0: cartoon? I want to know more right. about that. <laughs> yeah. And it might just be like one little corner of the ad. Like, what's
1: that cartoon? I want to see it. Yeah, my favorite one was when I first saw the ad for Spider-Man and his amazing friends, because that was one of my favorite childhood cartoons that I when I found that ad in comic books and then started watching it, I loved that because they were spider Man, Iceman, and Firestar. And that oh, was, yeah, Firestar. I love you know that about series. That, one? <laughs>
0: that was awesome. They also used to sell like a lot of the action figure stuff was advertised. The $6 million oh, yeah. man. Right? And- oh, yeah. $6 million man is my jam, even today. Still. <laughs> I figured it would be. <laughs> he had tons of accessories. Yeah, you could get your $6 million man at the store, and he came with the engine block that he could lift, but a lot of the cool things weren't always sold in stores, like he had critical mission arms that you could buy. Really? You guys know these? Yes. So, there were, so he his arm snapped off. You could take his arm off. It was just made that way. And they capitalized on that by selling special super bionic (laughs) arms that you could snap
1: (laughs) off and put on. And they they were more metallic. They were less human looking. So it's like he's on a special mission. You know what? This was the first version of what this was the first version of downloadable content before there was such a thing.
0: It was. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) It it was it was add on material for the toys that we had before we had the video games. Right. That's awesome. Yep. And they would have ads for it, big full page ads. And sometimes, like you said, George, like a little. Comic strip showing him using Mm -hmm. his missions, critical mission arms.
1: Oh, because that was the selling point, right? If a kid saw the Product in action, the kid had to have the product. That's the way all ads were, especially then. Up until like the early 2000s, maybe even, you know, they would make the weird sound effects and then they people started getting mad and suing them. So they had to start putting the little disclaimers at the bottom. Does not make these sound effects in real life, you yeah. know, or that yes. kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, let me say the one thing I totally got because of advertising was an evil Knievel motorcycle.
1: Oh, the, the one, one, one with you the, wind yeah,
0: up? The one <laughs> you, you put on this little like rampy thing, and you wind it's it up. It's the crank, yep. and it flies off. It's the crank, right? You crank it, you crank it. flies out yeah Yeah. because they advertised the crap out of those in the comic books i mean yeah they did i wasn't disappointed with it though so
1: now there were some good stuff in some of those pure advertising one of the ones that i always wanted but never got being an athlete oj simpson of all people used to advertise in the comic books where i know but he did he used to when he (laughs) was was in the 70s it was okay (laughs) he was super popular for having been one of the greatest football running backs of all time at that point not for the stuff he became famous for later on but he was hawking cleats that they would sell in the back of comic book ads and cleats are special shoes that you use for playing baseball or football with that have the little nubs on the bottom of them. all right (laughs) we know what cleats are a little bit of mansplaining there give me a little credit that was more like athlete
0: splaining i don't think that was mansplaining (laughs) just for you guys girls are these other people (laughs) like we're we're dorks but we're not like we don't know what cleats are dorks okay give me a little credit (laughs) Anyway, tell us about OJ's cleats, George.
1: I always wanted a pair, never got a pair. They sold them in two different colors, which, you know, at that time was black and white with different, with the opposite stripes. So white shoes uh-huh. with black stripes or black shoes with white stripes. They always talked about that. They would make you run faster, jump higher. You just wanted that when you were a kid who was playing baseball or football or whatever, you wanted that kind of advantage over your friends. And if it came out of a comic book, it had to be real again, lying
0: to children. So sad. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I mean, I just
1: found one of the ads
0: cause I didn't believe them. And uh <laughs> It says, you know, and there it is. The juice says. Right, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and, and wow. And, oh, didn't it have like a little cartoon version of OJ? OJ. Oh, it? yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I remembered. Yeah, like I him. didn't remember. It, so just, <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Right. Well, it looks like a guy. Yeah, so he <laughs> just, he's the <a> guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about like candy and bubble gum? That's another big one that they would just. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Bubble yum. That was the first time I saw bubble yum. You're a kid. You're reading comic books. Candy. Yep. Okay. Here you go. Here's
0: some gum. Done deal. That's an easy one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that stuff was really fun.
0: Bubble Yum was relatively new then, too, because mm-hmm. it seems to me be before Bubble Yum, there was just gum. Yeah. Like Wrigley's. It wasn't like branded mint gum. And your
1: Juicy Fruit. Yeah. You had your Wrigley's right. yeah. line. And but that Chicklets was pretty much was it. It was like the
0: fanciest one.
1: Maybe chiclets, right.
0: Yeah. This was like a novelty bubble gum. Like it was yep. special. It had flavors that you could have oh, and yeah. stuff. I remember that one in the back of books. I still remember Bubble Yum, though. It was like the big thing was like trying to fit five pieces in your mouth at one
1: time. <laughs> Is your. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. I know. But
1: that was a thing. And yep. then try to blow a bubble with it. Oh, Oh, yeah, that was painful. Actually, yeah. I remember sore jaws <laughs> from those kind of things.
0: I always added bubble gum. Like so I had some bubble gum that was nice and soft, and then you'd have a new one that was fresh. And I'd try to like fold it up inside yeah. of the one that was already chewed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what were you making, like a gum pita pocket? What? What the hell was that? <laughs> we're apparently gonna have to
0: have a second backtrack on
1: <laughs> how we ate candy as a kid.
0: Bubble gum strategies. <laughs> <laughs> We'll show you how. We make it smoother than there's just no doubt. Got a yummier flavor to shout about. Yummier? Is it true? Well, fantastic case. And a smoother chew. The yummier taste is sweet. Now we said at the outset of this backtrack that this kind of advertising isn't in comic books anymore. I mean, today pretty much all you get is the advertising that's not the actual comic is promoting the other titles from that publisher and not even saying here's how to buy it because you buy it online or a comic book store or whatever but they did used to have the closest thing to that was advertising for what's available directly from this comic book publisher oh, yeah. that you could order right from the
1: back of the book. Yeah, and the first one of those was absolutely the yearly subscriptions that they would sell you for the different titles both marvel and dc Mm -hmm. would sell you a full year in this is in the 70s but a full year 12 issues of your favorite comic book for four dollars you're lucky if you get one book for four dollars. <laughs> yeah, because it was basically worked out that you got like
0: two for free from buying it on the street or something, you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, you would sometimes you get one like buy a whole year, get fourteen. Yeah, that kind of a thing.
0: There's like a big checklist I remember, mm-hmm. like oh, a grid yeah. of like all oh, the check the ones you want and include four dollars for every title you select. And it's so <laughs> ironic
1: too because you know a lot of people collect comics right now. Yep. That subscription model ad is one of the things that devalues a comic book more than anything because when kids would cut those out, oh yeah. Send them in, and that would just ruin the value of the comic book moving forward. But they got 12 more issues, George. They did get 12 more (laughs) issues, and every like 12th or 13th one would... Cut out of the back of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how you could figure out which ones are in short supply and high demand is count the number of comic books in a series and say, okay, I'm going to pick up the 12th issue from that year because everybody else was cutting out the ads in them and they're not worth anything. (laughs) That's the one you need. Yeah. (laughs) Renewal time comes around. Yeah. Marvel and DC both did that. That was the ones that I remember most of like comic company direct ads. Sometimes I remember ads where they weren't selling the books, but they were selling material related to
0: the characters you were seeing. Mm -hmm. Like they would be selling, you know, I'm reading Spider-Man and they're like, here, you can go to get Amigo Spider-Man and sell the action figure.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you could get certain action figures of the different characters. Of course, the main ones, you know, your Spider-Mans, your Hulks, your Supermans, your Batmans. Those were the ones that they would sell because they knew they reached the broadest appeal. Right, right. Unfortunately, you didn't see a lot of ads for shadow action figures. I looked. (laughs) There weren't a whole lot of ads for that. I mean, I have some, but you didn't find them in the back of the comic books back then. (laughs) And John, you're a big art guy. Every time that we go somewhere, I always see you looking at weird and unusual pieces of art. Mm-hmm. In the back of these ads, they had a whole bunch of art pieces, like where you could get like 104 5x7s for like a buck of like original <laughs> art from the different comic artists. Just what I needed as a 12-year-old kid, a bunch of 5x7 <laughs> <by seven> prints. <laughs> well, you, you were always an art guy, so I always wondered if you saw those ads back then and thought about them. Yeah, I
0: definitely saw them. Yeah, selling prints or selling. Uh, it was kind of back before there was alternate covers and chase covers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the artist said, well, I sketched up some more stuff and we can sell them in the back
1: of the book or it's another way to revenue. Well, yeah, especially because the artist didn't make hardly anything back then. Didn't they? Really? No, no. A lot of artists, especially from the 50s, 60s, 70s era, they are all broke at this point, just about. Hence the term, starving artist. Right. (laughs) Uh, Mo, what about you? Did you ever pick up any of those book covers that they were selling in the ads? You know, I never
0: did because, you know, my book cover was usually like a brown paper bag that we cut up. So,
1: (laughs) right. (laughs) So I never
0: really went with those. How about
1: you? I did. I got a Spider-Man one one time. And the thing that was cool about those book covers was they were wipeable. So you could draw on them with certain types of markers and then you could wipe them off. Oh, so I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, mostly like wax things like crayons and stuff. If only I'd known. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. If only I read the small print in the ad and they were related to school. So my parents were okay with that. You know, they're like, well, if it's for school, I'm like, yes, it is. It's educational. (laughs) I know they also
0: used to Hawk those terrible Halloween costumes that I always hated. Uh (laughs) which was basically a mask with a rubber band and a smock that was printed. Yeah. This plastic smock with a picture of the character. Yep. I'm like, that's not a costume. <laughs> that's a mask and a smock. And those <laughs> things are worth money
1: now. Like if you can find some of those things unopened, they're worth real money now. Oh yeah. Cause everybody threw them away. They're garbage. Right, they were. <laughs> you, I don't want them. <laughs> well, especially too, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you get that plastic smock and you try and put it on and it would tear instantly. So, all you would be left with was the mask and then you'd have to wear clothes that approximated the colors of that character so if you had the spider-man mask you had to wear like a red t-shirt with blue jeans i'm spider-man no that never worked
0: well that kind of stretches the uh, imagination a little bit at the risk of repeating myself garbage (laughs) (laughs) it's it's trash that's why
1: and john i know one of your favorite things because you and i have looked at them time and time again when we go to the local comic book stores there in jacksonville are the power books and records they advertise those in comic books for Superman back in the day. Did they?
0: I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. So book and record sets were, I mean, I used to get those from Disney and from, you know, the corner store and from TG&Y or whatever the dime store was at the time. But it doesn't surprise me at all that they would advertise them in the back of the books. I mean, it was perfect for a kid. So first of all, reading... Pain in the butt. Sure. Comic books, better because there's lots of pictures. Mm-hmm. Book and record, it's a comic book that I don't even have to read. It's <laughs> right, great. You just sit there and look at the pictures. Somebody else does the work and for you. Right. Somebody reads the it fall to of civilization me. Civilization is the well, we've marked the beginning of the descent of man, and here's where it started with book and record sets. I
1: even found an ad that talked about the old Gold Key books. now So these weren't Power Book Records, but they were just regular children's books from Gold Key, if you remember that company. Yep, yep. Yeah. Is that
0: the one with the gold spine? Or that, that's that's little golden books. That's, that's
1: little golden books. The gold key actually had a little gold key in the upper left. Oh, corner right, right, of the book. right. Casper was on gold key. I think. Yeah. Wasn't he? So they had yep. some Superman ones of those as well. And I found one of those ads.
0: Oh, and you know what else? We also talked about action figures you could get. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing the model kits like you could like build your own, oh, like building yeah. a car or a plane and they yeah. would sell like f- like statues of the figures.
1: Exactly. I mean, they were they were like a easier version of like the uh, metal earth things that are out there now where you take all the little pieces of metal and fold them in with tweezers to build a character right yeah. yeah so they were like that but they were plastic model kits like you would use to build cars or airplanes back then but it was specifically for spider-man or hulk or captain america or whoever hey, yeah there's usually some pose or and there's usually some like yeah background like there's a wall or something that they would hold on to mm-hmm. you're standing on
0: a pile of rubble yeah, exactly. or something the biggest exactly. disappointment was damn that looks awesome and then you get it and it's like oh look it's white yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so, unless i am an amazing artist it's never going to look as cool as in the comic book because right. it's just a white pressed plastic model I punch it off the tree I can put it together and then I'm like oh look it's a, a white statue yeah because they didn't come with I the stickers paint. right no there's no stickers there's no paint and now what am I gonna I'm going to go down to the store and buy 30 paints? no, no okay. right. <laughs> so I, I have a white statue of Spider-Man now yay
1: <laughs> 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 it's the world's greatest superhero collection featuring Batman and the other half of the dynamic duo Robin Hulk, that green superhero, he's fully poseable. Falcon, the winged black superhero. Shazam and Iron Man, the world's greatest superheroes collection. Each superhero action figure sold separately from Mego.
0: You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to just about wrap it up for another backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, though, I got to once around the table really quick and I got to see what is your favorite thing that you ever got out of the back of a comic book? And I mean, you were happiest with it. You remember it most fondly. What is that one thing you remember? You actually sent off your self-addressed stamped envelope and were happy with it. Remember it well to this day. George, go.
1: Uh, Simple. X-ray specs. I got yeah, to see X-ray everybody specs. naked. Those were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sure <laughs> did. imagination yeah. filled in the rest, though
0: right? <laughs> X-ray specs. Mo, how about you? This is going to be a weird one, but that shrunken head was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> the apple head. It, it actually looked, it looked I kind of want cool. one.
0: Yeah, yeah I could see that. I kind of yeah, I might to yeah, look it up. I might try to make a shrunken head with an apple. I can see that. <laughs> Maybe you could find a link for the show notes to tell people how to make a shrunken head out of an I apple. Bet you, I, yeah. I bet They'll you. They'll have to find their there. own hair, of course. Yeah. And their own caramel to dip it in, but... <laughs> Ha ha ha! John, what about you? Well, my favorite today is still Sea Monkeys, even though they yeah. weren't what they ex- you expected them to be. I remember I did successfully make them, and I remember thinking, "Oh, I see them starting." And turns out they were finished, but right. the <laughs> anticipation <laughs> that Sea Monkeys were coming—like I see them alive—and in a few days they'll be riding seahorses and having crowns and doing <laughs> shit. But you realize
1: this is pretty much it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it still was pretty cool. I mean, the fact that I actually it worked, uh, even though it was a disappointment from what the comic book was. I remember it doing that fine fond- it's like a little experiment, and I bought it right out of the back of that book, and it was cool. So, yeah, see monkeys <laughs> for me. <laughs> Before we leave, I absolutely must take a quick moment here at the end of the show and give a huge thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/GenXGrownUp. And I'm talking to you, Stubaka and Will, and Jessica, Dana, T2, and Thomas and Slowmo and Corey and Agile and Stean and Marcus each and every one of these folks has found it in the generosity of their heart to give a couple bucks a month to Gen X Grown Up. It helps us to keep the shows coming, keep the YouTube channel cranking. Fantastic human beings, each and every one. We thank you from yeah, the bottom of thank our hearts. You. Absolutely. If you feel like joining them, head over to patreon.com slash gen X Up. If a few bucks a month is out of the question, at least maybe pop over to iTunes. Give us one of those five star reviews. That certainly helps people to find the podcast. We will be back in two weeks with another backtrack, but next week with a regular edition of our show, of course. Until then, I am John Moe Thanks for being here. Oh, man, always fun. George, you know, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. And fourth listener, I appreciate you most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. 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 Don't you know... Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcasts family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the gww.com. And some were just good old-fashioned... And some are just good old-fashioned kel... Kellen Sid selling kids. <laughs> <What> <laughs> the fuck? In this episode, we are going to dig in on the... Uh, f- talking... Talking... It's the internet. Internet's fault. <laughs> did your
1: tongue router just go down?
0: It did. Just, I just rebooted the connection <laughs> between his brain and tongue. Yeah. Right. I'm that part again?
1: My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.